So all around the world, customs vary. And when we were talking about greeting a few minutes ago, I was reflecting on the different kinds of greetings that people have in different places around the world. And if you go to the, the very southern end of the Arabian Peninsula, for example, greetings, and this is one I, I, I've never actually experienced, but I've seen it, people will touch noses. They'll, they'll kind of like peck noses for each, with each other for a, uh, for a couple taps. And, but no sniffing. Sniffing is considered very rude. You just tap, no, tap noses. And then other cultures, such as the Inuit in Greenland, you put your forehead forward and somebody will sniff you. And that's a, and it's a it's a way of greet it's a it's a way of greeting. Oh, and then there's the, there's the the European the European, and then you kind of get the in Eastern Canada and L.A. It's the the air kisses on the cheek. You know this? Yeah, yeah. Anybody do that? I, I I've never done that. It always makes me nervous. But that's, okay, all right. Thank you. All right. Um, and yes, in Tibet there is actually a custom to stick your tongue out and greet someone. And yes, that greeting caused the Dalai Lama an international incident this last year in the news. And no, I have no idea about the nuances of that custom, but it is a thing. It's, it is a thing. You stick your tongue out as a greeting to someone. And this one, this one confused me for the longest time. I had a friend that I was going to school with, and his name was Mishwishwe. And he was from Zimbabwe. And he would see me, and he'd do this like little hand clap when he'd see me, and then he'd come up and greet me. And I always just thought it was a Mishwishwe thing, and it turns out that it's actually a Zimbabwe thing. That's how you greet people. When you see them, you, you clap your hands, and you go up and you greet, greet a person. It's lovely. And then I, I, this, this happened when I was in Vietnam. Um, people kept doing this thing. Um, they kept doing this thing. They'd see me, and they'd give me this sign, which is also a, a gang sign for the vice lords. And so I kept thinking, I don't think that's this. And so I asked, I asked my friends, these are, this is my, my, um, my, the sister of my sister-in-law. And so I asked her, I said, so what is the two thing? And she said, well, in Vietnamese, the number two is hi. People are saying hi to you. And I was like, oh, that makes a ton of sense. Because I kept seeing people and they, they kept flashing me this sign. That's a Vietnamese, that's a Vietnamese thing. And yes, you know, as I've traveled throughout India and Southeast Asia, Bowing to one another, and there's a lot of different ways and a lot of nuance to it, but bowing to one another is the custom. And touch, touch is a, is a very nuanced thing in India. And the, during the summer that I studied there, my class was advised, very much so, to avoid public physical contact, either between, uh, and particularly between men and women. And there was definitely nothing resembling a kiss. Be in harmony with each other and live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Say hello to each other with a holy kiss. So when an Indian classmate of mine kissed me on the cheek, I was confused because I had been told again and again that this was not, not a thing. This does not, you do not show physical, um, physical touch. And so I decided to ask a mutual friend about this because I didn't want to embarrass my friend out of, out of my own ignorance. And, he, and she said, well, we're just following the Bible. The custom of greeting other Christians with the, the greeting of a holy kiss. But you only do that when you're with other Christians and not, and not in a public setting. 
only when you're in a setting where you know that it's the other people that you're with are Christian. And my Indian friends were surprised. They were actually shocked that we don't greet one another with a holy kiss. And I kept trying to imagine y'all, you all, uh, you all like uh, offering each other a kiss on the cheek every Sunday. That would weird some of you out. I know that. I know that. And, um, and I assured them in that in Midwestern church communities, we're more of a handshakes and hugs kind of group. So that's, that's how we go. But they were surprised here that we didn't do kisses. Now, Jesus actually has quite a bit to say about the practice of greeting people. If you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing? Don't even the Gentiles do the same? Therefore, just as your heavenly Father is complete in showing love to everyone, so also you must be complete. Jesus loved to break the rules that divided people. We've talked about this these last few weeks. Get out there and encounter and greet everyone regardless of the rules and the customs of this world. Because this is how we build peace in our time. And yet Jesus knew, knew better than most, that there are untrustworthy people out there. So he taught his followers this. When you go into a house, say peace. If the house is worthy, give it your blessing of peace. But if the house isn't worthy, take back your blessing. If anyone refuses to welcome you or listen to your words, shake the dust off your feet as you leave the house or city. I assure you that it will be more bearable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on Judgment Day than it will be for that city. Look, I'm sending you as sheep among wolves. Therefore, be wise as snakes and innocent as doves. Watch out for people. Every greeting, all these different greetings that we have around the world, each one of them has its own story, why they do it that way. Now, the old standby that we have of shaking hands or, or, or grabbing forearms, it was intended to show that you weren't armed that you didn't have a weapon in your hand, and so you, shook, you held out your right hand, your dominant hand, for most people, their dominant hand, to show that you were not a threat to the other person. That's the story. And a hug, if you think about it, a hug is much more vulnerable. It's a, it's, you're much more exposed. Somebody's getting their arms around your back, and that requires a greater degree of trust. So when you learn the customs and the stories of all these different types of customs and greetings, it's, it's important. For example, the little thing that Jesus was talking about where you shake your, the dust of your feet off towards somebody, that was considered a very rude gesture. It, we have equivalent gestures in our, in our time, which I will not demonstrate today, but it is a rude gesture. Because there are people out there who are not going to like you. No matter what you do, and even when you do the Jesus thing and you're, you're doing the thing to intentionally reach out to encounter people that you suspect disagree or even dislike you or people who are on the other side of whatever that might be, even when you do things in Christ's way, it doesn't mean that everyone's just going to come around. So Jesus tells you and tells me 
to be as wise as snakes and as innocent as doves. Keep a good heart. Don't judge, but wisely discern who is trustworthy. Jesus' way is a way of peace. And you can't force peace on somebody else. It doesn't work that way. Suppressing violence, that isn't peace. Preparing for a war to, to cow others into avoiding violence, that's not peace. Peace is a spiritual condition where you are, you are at one with God and with other people. And how we choose to greet one another matters. Our willingness to recognize one another outside of our comfort zones, that matters. Finding that kind of peace in our world, working for it, it, it starts really simply. It starts with a greeting. And I'm seeing that in our time and place that we're struggling with this. It was funny, as I was thinking, I was actually looking at people in our church community Posts that some people put out this last week on social media were actually about this very thing, about the struggle of greeting people kindly. Now, we were struggling with this before the pandemic, but it seems to have gotten worse since. And I've witnessed people who have known each other for years encounter one another and almost pretend as if they had never seen one another. It's weird. You get on elevators and people act as if they're alone. They're either on their phone or just like try to avoid making eye contact. Not even a perfunctory nod. And sociologists, sociologists are trying to conduct or are conducting national studies right now into this phenomenon. Trying to determine what is behind this time of anti-greeting. Asking is it all our, our divisions, all of our divisions, that you're always afraid because you don't know where another person stands on issues? Or is it just a change in social etiquette? Is this just something we're seeing? Is it, does it stem from, you know, we work so hard to protect our kids that we teach them, you know, don't talk to strangers, and maybe we've done such a good job of it that they never talk to somebody. And there are some people who even said, well, wondered if more people are just wired as introverts. And it's, you know, an introvert, it takes energy to be around, to, to engage with other people, while an extrovert gets energy from that. Maybe, but I'm going to say, coming from a family of extroverts, being an intro, or excuse me, of introverts, being an introvert isn't about, is, doesn't come from a place of fear or anger with other people. This anti-greeting phenomenon is something else. So this week, if, you've been, if you went out to coffee with me, I've been asking people this question this last week. And there's a trend that I've noticed. Now, we are a highly individualist culture. No news there, you all know that. The very idea, though, that there are people that are not part of your everyday inner circle, that you can trust to share the joys and the sorrows of your life, is completely outside of most people's experience right now. The whole idea of the benefits of being part of a church community is lost on most people because it isn't even on the radar screen because why would people do that? Why would you trust somebody who is not part of your inner circle? 
This is true for a lot of people, but not everybody I talked to. There was a, a retired police officer that I was talking to last Friday at lunch. And he was telling me, you know, as a police officer, I, I will say that most police officers get, can get a little cynical about the world. They see people oftentimes in their worst moments. And so it's easy to get cynical. And he said, you know, he had really zero interest in God or church or any of it. Until the day he got hit by a car in the line of duty. He, he wanted me to know his story. And so he said, you know, as, as I would lay there on the pavement, he said he, I, he wasn't able to move. And he said he didn't know if he was paralyzed. He didn't know if he was in shock. But he could not move his body. And he said he, he had this sudden realization that he was not going to get off the ground on his own. And for the first time in a long time, he said, I reached out in prayer in the hope that there was a power, there was a power working through a person who would come to him in that moment. And the stranger who saw the accident came and sat down next to him, just sat with him. Doesn't know who the person is, but just was present. Stayed as long until the paramedics arrived, and he said that in those moments, his life changed. He felt a sense of love that has never left him. And he said, you know, today, when I meet people, he said, I greet them as my brother or my sister, because we're all connected. All of us, all of us need that sense of connection, that love, whether we know it or not. And it's amazing how something as simple as a greeting can make such a difference. Oh no. We really need to do something about the sound here. I'll tell you the story of what's going on here. This is Ian McKellen, if you know him from movies and things like that. And he's talking about when he arrives home in the UK. And he said, when you get into a taxi, if you're lucky enough to be able to afford a taxi, you get into the taxi. And the, the driver, he said, and it's usually a man. He said, the driver will greet you. Where are you going, love? And he said, in that moment, he knows he's home. Because grown men greet each other as love. And he said, you know, we, we, we get to, we'd have all these conversations about pronouns and he, think, and he said all these things, we get ourselves all twisted up in greetings and things like that. And he said, you know, really though, if we could get to a point where we all just greeted each other as love, how might the world change? I think he's on to something. Then the angel showed me the river of life-giving water, shining like crystal, flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb through the middle of the city's main street. On each side of the river is the tree of life, which produces 12 crops of fruit, bearing its fruit each month. The tree's leaves are for the healing of the nation. This present condition that we're living with, this division 
It won't last. Our destiny is to be reconnected to one another and reconnected to the source of love. That is our true destiny. And we, we're going to continue to work for that vision as being those that are willing to greet others, friends, neighbors, in the way of Jesus, in the way of love. And I believe through that, God will lead us in the name of love to peace.